about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 63 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, three stripes. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, two stripes. Luke Walker, I don't know the designation. One class I've had. You're an A3? A3. White belt? White belt. Zero stripes. Zero stripes. One class under your belt. Luke, thanks for joining us today. And folks, we're going to have Luke on for about 10 minutes. Just wanted to share kind of his experience as... um, Someone who's just first taken a class. First off, Luke, um, you didn't watch a YouTube video to tie your belt. That's weird to me. No. <laughs> I, he showed me how to tie it before class, and then I tied it myself <laughs> right afterwards, and they were happy that I tied my belt. And I'm like, great. This is... It's a good accomplishment. And um, tell me, tell me kind of your thoughts on whenever you walked, just for background, Luca's a friend of mine and, um, and he came into class with me and uh, did his first class. It was a couple of days ago. And what was your first thoughts kind of walking in? Did you have any trepidations or anything like that? I had some odd thoughts of, I had experienced boxing and uh, getting some fights in boxing before, and I always kind of liked that distance. And so I thought all the rolling around on the ground with guys would maybe feel a little gay, but it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Good, honest answer. Um, So that that was went away out of my head really quickly after I was busy uh, just um, working on techniques. But I ended up really loving the mental aspects of like trying to figure things out um, about what to do or to feel out the timing or to just know how to counter or um, what someone's trying to do and then how I can defend it. And that's just the mental aspect was extremely invigorating. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's one of the things that attracts most people, I think, to jujitsu. Coming out of it, is are, are you going to seek uh, further training? I'm going to look for some more. I also had a concern of, all right, uh, you know, I'd had some knee injuries in the past uh, uh, from rock climbing or high school football and stuff and or hockey. And I was concerned, you know, all right, is this going to irritate me in different ways? But I felt like I could be pretty safe and that people were not trying to just jack you around we're all there trying to learn and work on things and so that really helped it feel safe um i don't know if every place has that feeling but where i was at definitely did and i really liked that but so that made me feel like i could go ahead and uh, find somewhere to train and learn more and uh, enjoy working on this sport yeah no no i think i think by and large, most places have a really good, safe culture. Otherwise, uh, they're not going to be in business very long. 
But that's not really the case, say, with CrossFit. I see a lot of people getting injured all the time in CrossFit, and people are still addicted and love it and do it, and people screw up their bodies doing it. But it's also, there's aspects of it that are really enjoyable. So No, for sure. I mean, it's, it, well, it's just, and how old are you, Luke? I'm 40. 40. So, um, yeah, I mean, CrossFit's a lot of explosive movements, and I've, I've done it too. I actually enjoyed it whenever I did it, but I knew my body wouldn't wouldn't take those explosive movements all the time. Um, you know, I was going to do it to supplement. Actually, a friend took me just to see what it was like, and, and I did really enjoy it, but um, not something that I could sustain, especially right. with jiu-jitsu, and that was my primary uh, goal was jiu-jitsu. Uh, CrossFit was just to get stronger for jiu-jitsu. It's going to be focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on um, how to learn, how um, just from your one time on anything that, that you feel like that the listeners could glean from your experience that if you had any questions and they were answered or not answered or anything like that, that nature? Hmm. Um. You just learn by doing, I, uh, you know, I watched some videos and stuff after the class and all this different stuff. And it didn't compare to how much I actually learned in the class and actually feeling what was going on. So, um, just that kind of ties back into my boxing background. You just train and train to where everything is a reaction from your training, previous training, and then you don't have to think. And getting to that place of, even though I loved the thinking aspect, getting to that place where I don't have to think and all I'm doing is just flowing in this place of never even thinking about what I'm doing and just doing it is an amazing feeling too. And that is something that I think would be really fun to do within the sport after getting a lot of experience with it. Yeah, that's the goal. Um I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but were you thinking about doing it before or did Jeff uh, kind of kidnap <laughs> you and force you to do it? I He'd put it in my head, so it'd been stewing for a bit. Okay. And I just... Not surprised. Yes. Yeah, I'm right. in between jobs and have time to do things. And so... Okay. It was a soft sell, Phil. It wasn't a hard sell. It's, yeah, I totally believe soft that. Soft sell. <laughs> totally believe that. They, they come back sooner or later. <laughs> All of them do. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just curious if it had been something you wanted uh, to try for a while or if it was just kind of popped in your head and you're just open to trying it. Combination of those two things. I'm open to checking out lots of things. I I went and checked out a Muay Thai class that morning for the first time also Mm -hmm. at the same place. Uh, I actually got felt a little bit more jacked around from the Muay Thai class, but back of my neck, it was a little sore from people pulling on it Mm -hmm. uh, than actually the jujitsu. So I could see more long-term uh, playing around with the jujitsu than the Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd say to somebody who is thinking about taking a class? Um, make sure that it feels like a safe place to you. It helps if you know someone, but if not, just see if you feel comfortable and can be re- relaxed while you're learning. And um, if you don't feel like you're safe and while you're learning, just be okay with stepping out. Um, and stepping back from things, but as long as you feel safe and you're learning something new, just, just go for it. You don't really know until you experience it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to learn from thinking too much about things. Just go, go do it. I think that's great advice. I think it's great advice for everybody. And Luke, thank you for being here. Is there anything else, any, any, any place that people can follow you, Instagram, anything? I 
don't do a lot of social media. Um, yeah. I guess growing up out in the country, I'm just a little bit old. <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't gotten onto that yet, uh, so much, but, uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know. Yeah. Just search for me. Uh, I don't know. Thanks. Luke Walker. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Luke. Thank you. Next, I want to give a shout out to Eddie at Speed Pro East Bay. Thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, his sponsorship is over now. So if anyone else wants to help sponsor the BJJ campaign, get up with me or Phil and we'll cut you a nice demo. Mm-hmm. You know, and we move tons of product, tons of product. Um, <laughs> but anyway, th- big thanks to Luke for, for being on. Really appreciate that and his perspective on his first class. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the Bo Nickel Gordon Ryan mm-hmm. match. Did you get a chance to watch it after? Uh, n- I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw what I, what I needed to see, the cut down version. Um, I didn't see his like... I saw pictures of the scissor takedown, which um, yeah, I like. I think it's kind of cool. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. it's like highly dangerous. Um, well, if you do it wrong, yeah, I mean, you yeah. buckle a knee or anything like that, yeah. So I saw the pictures of that, and then I saw him just like giving his back as like a just when Bo Nickel suplexed Gordon yeah, Ryan, yeah. Um, and then I saw the triangle where he got slammed and stuff, and then tightened it up. It wasn't that much of a slam. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And he's a big dude. It's probably super hard to pick him up when he has a, I'm sure it's a pretty good triangle locked in. It's I'm probably sure pretty that. hard to pick that I mean, guy maybe up. maybe not as good as mine, but yeah. Yeah, true. That's, <laughs> I don't think there is one. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I saw it was cool because he was doing the triangle with the, he had the armbar threat at the same time, got picked up, got slammed and. John says it all the time with that stuff. It's like, you know, you get slammed and either sometimes it'll break it open and other times it just locks it in even tighter. And it looks like that's what happened because he tapped pretty fast after that. Yeah, really quickly. Um, And the, yeah, you didn't miss much in the first, I think, 13, 12, 13 yeah. minutes of the match. It was a lot of Bo Nickel running and Gordon Ryan trying to do that scissor takedown of which he did three times. Um, and then I think he got the first two, it, by the way, whenever it went to the ground, it was two to two. So he got the first takedown. I think they called it a take. It was kind of ambiguous how, how, um, they called it. It was after the first one. And it looked like they called it because Bo Nickel was fleeing the mat from the, from the scissor takedown attempt. And he was down. Did they so, do that I mean, in wrestling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's if a, you're fleeing the mat, it's a no, I, that takedown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of That's, course. It's a counter to the single leg. Um, Oh, okay. A lot of times. So uh, it, a little different entry than what Gordon Ryan was doing. But um, whenever whenever someone has the single leg up and it's a late single leg defense, because, you know, the early single leg defense is you get your get your foot down and around their inside leg so that you can pry your leg down. But this is a late takedown defense whenever they already have it, the single leg cross body. Hmm. And then you go down to your hand and use the leverage from your your leg in the front and then go behind the knees and twist your hips as you're going down. So yeah, that's, that's a pot. I actually did that in a couple of matches, mm. uh, in wrestling. It's a pretty, pretty effective counter to the late effective counter to the single leg. Obviously mm-hmm. if you're late, you know, you don't want that to be the case, but it, it is something that you can put out there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think, I think it was great for both wrestling and, and I think especially for jujitsu, I think, you know, with geez, I saw on, on, on flow grappling, there was a lot because, you know, flow grappling is also flow wrestling and there, there was a lot of stir and I, I can see a lot more wrestlers getting into jujitsu after that match. Yeah. He started at uh, what well, he is he trying to get a match with somebody else that wrestles and what he's like, he's calling it scrimmage wrestling, which I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher this Billy Downey or I that's can't, the guy. Yeah. I think Billy Downey, I, but I, I don't know if that's the right name, but I saw that. Re, in, okay. Incredible world-class uh, world champ wrestler. Okay. And a, a rule set more suited towards wrestling than grappling. In other words, what they, what, what I understood of the rule set for that was it was going to be, uh, uh, a point for a takedown and a point for a submission. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so if, so basically you nullify the guard pull cause it's considered a takedown. If you get a submission, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, honestly i mean that rule set benefits the wrestler if in my opinion and, and i think that billy downey would certainly win it also that. seems if he gets taken down but he can work to a submission it ties it what's that if he gets taken down but works towards a submission on the ground it ties it it's going to come down to the last takedown mm-hmm. and if that last takedown is before a submission because he, he look he's going to take you down first more than likely, Gordon Ryan's going to one to one submit him for every takedown that he. That's gets. what I'm saying. So basically, it's that it's going to be a big back and forth for the entire match, and then the last takedown, if he does it with 15 seconds left, he's probably going to win. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know. So I'm not. Ex- I, I think that's what the rule set is, and I, you know, I. I would bet on either a tie or, or Downey winning that rule set. Nah. Gordon will get one. Get a takedown? Mm-hmm. No. He took the other guy down. It's not going to. That's because the other guy was running and not he wasn't incentivized to take down. There's no way Gordon Ryan would have took Bo Nickel down in this in this rule set. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> uh, once again, Phil. You're wrong. I'm just ahead of the curve. I see. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, I think first off, I think it's, I think it's great for both sports and, 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 uh, I see really no downside to it. I mean, Bo nickel probably made the most money at wrestling that he's ever made in his life. Yeah. Which I think is kind of sad, quite honestly. Um, cause it's a great martial art wrestling is. And, and, um, there should be more opportunity out there, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that we're going to see more and more of this. I, I, I don't, and I encourage it. I think, I think it's great to watch. I think it's, um, you know, this one was a little boring cause, cause of the rule set. I think they can probably tweak the rule set to make it more uh, exciting. You'd still summer. watch again though. I mean, huh? that doesn't matter. You'd still watch again for sure. You know, hundred percent. I don't yeah. think that really matters. Yeah, I'm not going to miss that. Yeah. I mean, I've already got the flow subscription, so why not? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I still watch UFC. I think most of those fights are boring, you know? So, every How once in a while. How dare you, Phil? Yeah, some, sometimes exciting things How happen, but most of the time it's pretty you. boring. It's the best way to grow it, though. It, I totally agree with you. Yeah. 
you have to get the people with the that are going to draw the biggest crowds and that's going to help you know get the interest and uh to luke's point i mean wrestlers aren't aren't scared of close contact you know that's the that's the great thing about getting them into jiu-jitsu it's really natural to to be on the ground grappling so yeah um let's talk about your uh your um newfound love of leg locks we'd call you a leg lock specialist yeah. i think now I've watched a lot of dvds now mm-hmm. i still don't know what's going on but i've watched a lot of dvds so i'm a certified specialist <laughs> <laughs> definitely not an expert like dean lister no. like we pointed out with dean lister because he knows how to do everything else as well mm-hmm. and that was a bummer by the way dean lister uh had to pull out of the craig jones one yeah oh sucks I was so looking forward to that, but I think Gilbert, I think Gilbert Burns stepped in for him and that's actually Thursday night before the podcast week. It's Thursday night on UFC fight pass. Um, but yeah, that was a bummer. He, the quintet thing. Yeah. It's a quintet. The, mm-hmm. uh, what happened to Dean? Uh, Jocko popped his shoulder. Oh, uh, it said, and he said in his uh, post that it wasn't anything Jocko did. It was an old injury. And you remember the first, he had the first shoulder, year he had yeah. a shoulder injury whenever it was at Origin Immersion Jiu-Jitsu camp. So I guess it's something there. I, I thought he had surgery on it, though. He did. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Eesh. I think he had surgery right before that. Like he was before recovering, he so he wasn't able to roll, but he was able to like teach and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, so, so let's talk about that. Cause, um, and folks, by the way, um, I think it bears reminding the listeners we're blue belts and not at all experts on anything jujitsu. Um, but we are enthusiastic learners and, uh, and I think you and I both struggle with this and that is the best way to consume the tutorials. Right. The most effective getting the most out of a tutorial, because listen, it's going to be three or four times of watching something before I get it, especially if I don't drill it while we're doing, while we're watching it, you know? Yeah. So I was thinking about that a lot, I guess, because I've been watching so many of them trying to figure out how to do it and everything. But thinking about how many times I've seen, uh, like an Americana or something. Mm hmm. You know, I still learn new stuff when they teach it, but they teach it the same way all the time. And then I just have a deeper understanding of it and I guess positions and things like that. So new things pop up that seem important or relevant that time that I watch it. So I don't necessarily think you can watch it enough times, uh, which also makes it challenging when the series is like 12 hours long. Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, speaking of the Danaher series. In so the system. I don't know how many times you can really go through that, but... Um, yeah, I think you'll always pick up new things. Um, but I, I was reading a post, I think, on the one of the Facebook groups, and people asked, like, how do you get the most out of it? Or one guy posted that he bought, he feels like he spent a million dollars on him, and he doesn't, you like, get anything out of it. And I think if you don't practice it or, you know, force yourself to try it and learn it, that it won't, it won't matter, you know. If you don't do anything with it, it's not going to matter how many times you watch it. Oh, I totally agree. You know, um, and I would I would go a step further in saying, hey, so yeah, obviously 
there it's great resource material, right? Because you're not always going to be prepared to hear everything in the tutorial itself. And so if you stick with the few things that kind of resonate with you and have a training partner, partner like you and I who are willing to go in, put in the extra hours, keep the, you know, take the iPad, put it right beside the mat, yeah. go over the stuff that we want to go over. Then probably that, and I don't know this, but then probably that will open up more questions and then you can review the other parts of the, the tutorial and then kind of learn from that. So kind of, in the, it's kind of a very similar method to, um, to the way we just learned jujitsu period, you know, shocker. Um, <laughs> but also people have told me a bunch of times, like they said it with the camp. Uh, when I asked people like, if they had advice when I was going to a camp, right? Because I was like, it's going to be a lot of stuff, anything I should focus on or look for or whatever. And, and most people were like, if you get one thing out of it, it's worth it, you know? So I guess that's a good way to look at the DVDs also because I watched a couple different DVDs and I probably did pick up one thing where, you know, they're usually average 40 minutes to an hour or something like that. And then I'll see one situation that comes up a lot in the roles that I'll have or that I see that I'm like, oh, I had been getting stuck there. Um, so it's worth it. You know, if I watch for 45 minutes, it's essentially as long as a class say, mm-hmm. um, while at the same time still doing all the normal classes. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's worth it. If, if you pick up one thing that helps and then you can try to implement the rest of the stuff later. I mean, that's, I guess the really good thing is John can show me a triangle when it comes up in the curriculum every so often, but on a Tuesday at three o'clock, I can't be like, Hey, I have a question about the triangle. Can you show it to me again? Cause you know, it's not how it works. That's true. That is, that is very true. But if it's on the DVD, you can go back and watch again, you know? And I, I think I came up the other day. Um, I was telling John about it cause he always uses, like I struggle with the concepts. Like I, I do understand it when you say it, like it makes sense, but I, they don't click in my head till they click in my head. And he always talks about the box one where you have to have four points of control for the box. And I was watching all the kids with the headlock escape stuff and they weren't able to get on their side. And I thought back to Jocko, I think he calls it trebuchet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to explain to him, like, don't try to think about getting this side up because that's really hard. Think about getting this side, like the small amount and kind of Joey your way out. Oh, you didn't see that. That was funny. So um, try to pull this shoulder out real, like so short burst. Just for the listeners to be better visualize that is when that was every, perfect. I yeah, don't think you have it, to. <laughs> it was terrible because you were pointing to your shoulders the whole time and shaking yeah, and shaking. Yeah. And so for the listeners, whenever you're inside control, it's easier to shimmy or as Jocko put it, trebuchet your bottom shoulder out instead of trying to raise your, um, your top shoulder up, you know, mm-hmm. so to try so to like get it pull under your you. inside one away. Yep. And, and most of the people, uh, kids specifically and adults, we all, I, do it you know they go flat on their back when you're always told to go on your side so it it is hard to get up if somebody's holding you flat Mm -hmm. if you try to raise into it but it's easy or to pull away you know Mm -hmm. and that's that box idea and that's he was showing uh what clicked on it was a defense from the back where he moves the arm over and then just pushes it away Mm -hmm. so the box can't come up because you're pinning this side you're lifting that side you Mm -hmm. know and and just for the, the box analogy, that's just all four points, the both torso. hips, both yeah. shoulders, yeah. right? So, 
that, you know, when he said it at first, he's like, yeah, you control the box. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I could only see it in the, you know, hold this side down or pull this side up, not, not pull this side up to hold that side down, you know? So I couldn't, Sure. I just wasn't able to comprehend that. And so it started to click, um, wherever I was going with that. Yeah. I have no, idea. no idea, but I was excited about it. And, uh, you had to know about the box. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. No, I forget no. totally where I was going with that. That's okay. That's uh, right. yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. Something about concepts and learning. Seeing concepts, stuff. Yeah. yeah. You don't like concepts. Until I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me. Prefer the concepts over the moves. Mm-hmm. Um, just different styles of learning. That's, I think that's the way everybody is, you know, uh, whether they're, tactile learners or, or visual learners, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different learning. I got so excited by that box. Yeah. That you I, really did. I totally forgot where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Coffee all hit right in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Phil gets excited about the box folks. Anyway. Yes. Everybody should. Um, but yeah, going back to the movies, I guess uh, is just watching them and trying to pick out the one thing and then working that one thing in, and then you could probably expand off it. Yeah. And you can go back and watch it whenever you want. You yeah, know, and like that's the. I ask the questions usually. Um, right after class, I try to do like where I got stuck just for an idea. Most of the time, I can't remember it, but then like after hearing it two or three times, I've asked how to finish the mountain triangle like forty six times now. I've done it maybe once, you know. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, what else, Phil? What else we want to talk about today? Well, how do you want to try to use the DVDs then if we're going to try to go into leg locks, specifically being that we train in the gi most days and we're not, you know, um, what is it, brown belts and up usually do the heel hooks. But Mm -hmm. um, you have always liked them. I don't necessarily like that I've been like willfully ignorant. Like I wouldn't learn it on purpose because it pissed you off. And, you know, but there's, there's something to not knowing it. I want to point out again for the listeners out there that once again, I was right on you should learn leg locks because if you wait till you're a brown belt to learn leg locks, you're in, you're a white belt at leg locks mm-hmm. when you're a brown belt. And you just agreed with it. Yeah, I agreed with that the whole time. No, how are you going to say you agreed with it the whole time, Phil? That you didn't agree. You were how many times you were staunchly I... opposed to leg locking, even even when it gets you a you enter from a disadvantageous position. You're on bottom. It gets you to top. It gets you in so many passing positions that you can utilize. How can you? How could you ignore that fifty percent of the body? Uh I wasn't able to, I wasn't, it wasn't time. That Listen, that excuse is old, man. Okay. You got to stop using that excuse. Okay. I did. You R- used the excuse. For the past time. Yeah. The time that has passed. Now it's time. So like back that. to my original question. Why, Why don't you just do things whenever I ask you to do them? Because they're not the right time. That doesn't make any sense. You need to learn how to be patient. That's not one of my strong suits. No, it's not. You need to learn how to be patient. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so how do you want to use it? So I think that um, 
probably, you know, we, we're doing the, um, well, I, I watched the Kimura system and all of these are the Danaher on BJJ fanatics. Um, the Danaher series, I watched the Kimura series. I like that. I'm not so much interested. I love that, that position and work it a lot. And I think it's a good reference material, but I'm really interested in going back and forth between the legs um, doing the entries and sweeps and entries to uh, the passing and then alternating that with doing the back. So maybe a couple times a week we uh, we work it either at the academy on our own time or at, on my mats out in the garage um, doing that. I, you know, I think probably an hour each session, I think is maybe an hour and a half each session just to kind of practice. But I think that we have to outline kind of what we're going to attack that day. And it can't be like you always like to do and be ambitious and do three parts of something. I see no reason we can't master it. In a week. <laughs> no, it's gotta be one either like it, it uh, for example, maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, but maybe just entries, one day and then um entry uh, i should say entries to sweeps from those positions because there's three basic positions right it's the straight ashigrami the cross ashigrami and reverse ashigrami i'd say focus on the straight ashi the first one right and then the the opportunities to sweep and pass from there and then then like second session do cross i don't think i'm ever going to do reverse i saw him getting into that and i don't it looks like a great opportunity for me to get my back taken whenever that's happening. I know it's not because they do it really well, but it's just not something I'm super interested in. Yeah. You don't, I don't think you get your back taken from there. No, you're no. turning your back. It's reverse. Ashi. No, John showed that position for like a knee bar and stuff like that. There was no way to get the back. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there is a way, but sure. I don't, if you do it wrong, which I will many yeah. times. Yeah, no, John, we did that one day in class. But then I think that what whatever we learn from this, obviously we share with the listeners to see, hey, is this a good way to do it or not? And by the way, folks, if you have if you have experience with this and you want to share on the, the Facebook group, uh, BJJ campaign group page, please do, because we're super interested in what's worked for you may work for us or it may not and vice versa. Yeah, I, what I like to do is... We'll just watch it so um, to get the basic, uh, I guess, idea of what to try to do. And then what we did uh, the other Sunday, which is I just basically move around and see kind of what I naturally do and like what comes up. And that helps me understand what I'm watching more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if you watch maybe one or two and drill sort of what he's doing, so that you kind of have the muscle memory a little bit there started um, and then just kind of see what comes up and then troubleshoot it by watching what he's saying and asking people who know. Yeah. That would be kind of my plan. Yeah. I think it's a good plan. I mean, I think that's, but I think we're gonna have to set aside a, a time that like you're saying and just work on it and see what comes up. Why don't we like do it before Sunday rolls every week, like go in at noon and just do it. Sure. I think that's a good... I we could do it now, too. I have, I have nothing else going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Uh, Podcast little, is over. I've got a little, <laughs> <laughs> got a little neck injury uh, with me, but I don't think that'd be bad on legs. So. No, nah, you're sitting on your butt. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something else too. I don't remember what else I was gonna say about. It was about the first two. About the first two ones. The the first two of the leg lock thing I liked a lot, but I think it was because he was talking about how he enters into passing and things. So. Yeah, yeah, because I was telling you that I was putting off watching this because I didn't want to do leg locks, but I learned a lot of things um, that you could do that don't apply to the leg locks, you know, only to those because they apply in a bunch of places. Um, I thought that was cool. Well, I mean, and, you know, the, obviously the the way that the Danaher system works is is most 90, 90% of their leg locks come from whenever you're in that bottom position and are, you're utilizing it to sweep or get on top. I mean, which, you know, they're, they're more submission only kind of grapplers, but it also translates into the points game as well. Right. I mean, I, I guess the only thing that you'd have to be cognizant of is if you're using an IBJJF stuff is that you don't reap mm-hmm. uh, or allow your leg to be put in a reaping position. I still don't get reaping, so whatever. No comment. It's confusing. <laughs> it's not that confusing. Agreed. <laughs> uh, um, what else? What else is on the horizon, Phil? What have you got? Any competitions targeted for anything in the near future? Middle of January, middle end. I think is the first one that I know about. New breed. I think so. Yeah, it keeps coming up on my like Facebook thing. Okay, so another one in Charlotte, and then uh, probably whatever else comes after that. I don't. Know. I'm just gonna do the ones in Charlotte that are coming up. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, and just training as much as I can. It's it's been a lot of fun recently. Yeah, you've you've hit a you've hit a uh, big growth spurt in your jujitsu, which is awesome to see. So. Um, a lot of things making sense. It appears to me with you just watching and it was fun. It was fun the other night. Um, you know, I, I kind of alluded to it before, but I've got a bit of a neck, um, neck injury from, I don't know, nothing specific, maybe just doing triangle defenses and headlock defenses. It's carrying that big brain around all day. Could be. Uh, but it was, it was fun. It was fun watching. Um, I mean, it wasn't as fun as sparring itself but it was fun and informative to watch everyone spar you know it was just it, it was interesting to me to see it from an outside perspective mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah i think it's good uh anything else i think you've been hurt a lot this year i went back and listened to other podcasts you had the rib injury yep. now you have this you had something else too yeah, I had the knee. The knee, yeah. Yep, rib, knee, uh, toes, but those don't ever keep me from, broken toes don't ever keep me from training. I just tape them up. Yeah, my toes have been sore for like six months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just. I'm old. I just so. realized that, yeah. Yeah, I'm old. It's what happens whenever you're 48, soon to be 49, mm. training jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. five days a week. Yeah. It's what happens. Okay. I'm okay with it. I'm. I'm I feel like I'm taking a smarter approach in trying to, whenever I'm doing this, mm-hmm. taking off to get things recovered. Cause boy, I was, I was really concerned 
uh, I was really concerned about my knee mm-hmm. um, because it really, it really hurt. And I've got a pretty decent threshold for pain. And um, what was that, <laughs> uh, folks? He just he, he just raised his eyebrow <laughs> like I'm a wuss. <laughs> I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, but but um, but yeah, that that worried me, and I I took that time off, and I'm so happy I did because my knee it feels like a million bucks now it's fine um this this neck thing's a little concerning because i have some numbness in my fingers Mm -hmm. which i don't like that no um and so so while while it's um disconcerting and i don't like being off the mat i did the i just did the fundamentals class and i'll probably do the fundamentals class again uh tonight but but not spar and I'll probably stay around for sparring just to watch a little more. I think it's fun. Um, but you know, in those off times, because I didn't go to the advanced class, you know, I was watching, I was watching the tutorial. So, you know, still, still taking in jujitsu. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, uh, we said it before, you know, if you're, if you're not able to, to train, to go to class and just watch. I think that's important to be part of the team. Um, to and you'll gain something from it just from being outside watching. Like I said on, on the sparring, I, I saw some tendencies by some people that I spar with regularly that I didn't didn't don't notice whenever I'm sparring with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you included, and um, and so I I think it's important to stay engaged with it, but but also to again listen to your body and make sure that you're training smart and giving your giving your body time to recover if it needs it yeah you know um an ice bath take ice baths mm. <laughs> did you do it you didn't do it right and no but i think i'm going to tonight i think i'm going to because the because the uh, hot tub has been unplugged mm. so it's really a cold tub and yeah. by the way they said you don't need that ice ice in there if it's below 50 degrees the water it's just as good yeah that's why i never understood why you needed so much ice it's just dramatic I yeah i guess yeah so. so you hear the noise real yeah. loud when you get in yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the, the shower is like not hot i mean i'm basically taking an ice bath i'm gonna have to turn it <laughs> off so not true phil not true um (laughs) i've spoken with many people and most agree with me (laughs) it's all that matters what do they agree with you in particular i'm not taking an ice bath no they agree that you're not taking an ice bath they're not taking one either (laughs) well okay fair enough fair enough Think and by many people, it was one. And he said, I agree with you, dude. No way I'm taking an ice bath. <laughs> that was James Klingerman. <laughs> no, he actually took the ice bath. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it was right. Joe. Oh, okay. Joe's not yeah. taking an ice bath. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I would have thought, it, since they have a pool, that he would just that's jump in the pool did. and get in the hot tub. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But no, because wow. it's still really terrible for however long you're cold. All right. Well, at any rate, that's what I choose to do. You don't have to. Even though it'd be fun to see it and record it for yeah. the podcast. That would be great. Be gold. 
Um, anyway, tell the folks, Philly, how they can support us. BJJCampaignPodcast.com. You go to the store. It's not a bunch of stuff you can do. It's pretty much all I wear now. And by the way, you, if you do it today, you will still be able to get it by Christmas time for those loved ones that want that BJJ Patrick t-shirt or rash guard or hoodie. So yeah. these are dank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the zippers. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, like review it maybe if you can. Ratings, reviews, those are good. I hear other people say that. I listen to podcasts all the time. We never say it, but we probably oh, yeah, should. That's a good yeah. idea. Ratings and reviews. Yeah. Share it. All that good stuff. If we have like a couple of reviews. Yeah. Delvin's one of Delvin's them. talking smack. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and folks, if you're not out there doing something each and every day to make yourself better, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.